In the last time we explored the Brahma Viharas together, we explored the creation or discovery or cultivation of a field of forgiveness. For some, the experience of this field created a change in perspective about forgiveness. For forgiveness is rather than there is a doing. One is a space where forgiveness is the primary experience. In individual moments of where there is a need for forgiveness, resolve themselves within the field. I recommend that you consider exploring that some more later on in your practice. Post-retreat. This afternoon, we're going to explore the felt sense, just as the field of forgiveness had both a, a mental quality and a kind of image quality, but also a felt sense quality. So we're going to explore the Brahma Viharas when they are established and are in balance as a flow, as a resting place, so that the mind-heart is at a rest and there is a flowing of awareness that's less disturbed because experience that arises, mind objects that arise, are being received in this field of a friendly caring that can handle the difficult through karuna and keep calm the joy of mudita. All because of this calm, this equanimity. Not over trying, not grasping but settling back from get-go, being open to the idea, the possibility that there is a resting place in the balance of the Brahma-viharas from which experience can be received. Arriving, arriving here, arriving now. Mindfulness front and center. In appreciation of mindfulness. 
recognizing the wholesomeness of this mindfulness front and center. Arriving, arriving. The felt sense of being available by feeling the immediacy of the moment and that one can be present in the immediacy of just this moment, just now. A felt sense. Available, available. Available to receive and know the moment. And therefore, the moment being available for clear comprehension. The wise application of choice being established and available through mindfulness One realizes one does have some degree, some small degree of choice as to how one relates. Please continually prove that this is true to yourself because we tend to forget. We tend to get overwhelmed once or twice And then we lose the sense of that in general, yes, there is choice. Either through right effort, leaving something that's unskillful or staying with something that's skillful. Or if there's not that kind of movement available, changing how we're relating to that, which is staying with us. Feel the empowerment of this realization, the knowing that you know that you're available. And when we are available, we do have choice. Feel that empowerment. Let it inside. Don't hold it outside as a concept. And then we also discover we have choice of aligning, that it's appropriate, not interfering at all with being present in the moment, to establish an attitude, a wise view as to how we wish to be standing to receive experience. Where do we sit? Where do we stand? Where do we lie down? Where, when we're moving, do we receive experience? Surrendering now to that which we align 
the Dharma, the Buddha, both. One or more of the Brahma Viharas any and all parts of the Eightfold Path. Your commitment not to be controlled by Vedana, this pleasant and unpleasant worldly tonality flavoring to the moment. You're aligned with not being defined by that. Wholesome, wholesome. There arises the moment when you feel aligned and available, available, aligned. Again, wholesome, wholesome. This feeling of being grounded and available and aligned. It's the first ground from which our experience is met. The heart is included in this grounded feeling. Turning now to experience, to objects of experience arising, we feel the presence of a body. Body is a group of sensations ever-changing. Body is a series of component parts put together to form a whole, arms, legs, organs, skin, all these different parts constituting a whole that's interconnected. Or embodied as a grouping of the elements coming together. And then focusing on the wind element. Again, it can be body and breath, so I call that body breath. Or any particular place that the breath is experienced. Earth element gives us the second ground gives us the stillness, the steadiness. Wind brings energy, alertness for practice.
And we turn now, grounded in this way, aligned, available, to a full exploration of the four Brahma-Viharas, the divine abodes, We begin with uh, evoking the connecting to the reflecting of metta. A benefactor that's not too close, that doesn't get you enmeshed in your relationship with that benefactor. or yourself, if that's what most readily works for you. Or someone else that for some reason is so calling for attention. And this friendliness, this benevolent attitude, this sense of connection, of available for the appropriate connection based on the circumstances and the person. This inner feeling, the vibratory feeling of metta, metta, metta. Inviting, as you've learned to do in this retreat and others, the establishment of this metta. Established where? In the mind. Established where? In the heart. Peaceful, this matter. Not forced. If it's towards you, a gentle, gentle, 
connection. We're not exploring all the things to do with metta here, but the felt sense, the vibratory field it creates that it establishes. In what way might you be trying too hard to establish the metta? Making it a to-do? Judging it as to whether it's adequate rather than discerning without judging? That don't matter. This natural capacity of the heart to care, to be friendly, to be helpful to another without any secondary motive. Using the phrases or going with the radiating metta or just feeling the presence of it. Maybe it would work better if you were doing metta to your own body. It's not how pure it is that we're interested in at this time. It's getting it established in the mind-heart. Invite the body to be suffused with the metta. So metta is radiating, reflecting, vibrating in the head and face area, in the throat area. Firmly established in metta, 
invite the direct knowing of equanimity, upekka. This calm, this quiet, this feeling of things being balanced, not being disturbed by disturbances. If the mind completely wanders off or starts to fall asleep, you just come back and you start just where you are. Oh, calm, this upeka, sticking with the person or persons that you're doing the metaphor, you just start to feel the calm, the steadiness. Atta and this upeka together. And right away start to be satisfying to the mind heart. And the minds start to become more still, more collected and unified. This calm, this balance, so satisfying. We need the mindfulness to keep it active. It will drift off into a kind of sluggishness, a kind of hypnagogic state. And so we have the bookends of the metta and the upeka. These two together fuel, stabilize, enable the arising of the other two of the Brahmavahars. Yeah, noticing the felt sense of them in the body. Is the breath any easier? Or the rib cage feel more moving rather than constrained? Any feeling?
May you be safe from harm, balanced by this, knowing that all beings are the heirs of their own karma. Their well-being is dependent upon their actions, not my wishes for them. This balance T.S. Eliot describes as teach us to care and not to care. Teach us to sit still. Caring, but not swept away by it. Balanced. This allows us to keep appropriate boundaries, appropriate distances to not intrude or be intruded on. What is the felt sense just now for you in this equanimity, this upaka? A felt sense. Your felt sense. Just now in this sit, in just this moment. From this stable pairing, we open to the suffering our own and others by cultivating this attitude, this capacity for resonance, for a felt sense of the difficult that others are having or we're having Karuna, Karuna. Notice the difference when you're turning, inclining the mind, moving towards, opening towards this compassion. When there's establishment, that's clearly felt sense of the metta, and the upeka, the friendliness that's stabilized, that's balanced. Teach us to care and not to care. Teach us to sit still. This sitting still is that combination 
of metta and upekkha. There's so much space as we turn towards karuna. There's a sense of a boundary, of restraint, because we're not leaning into our compassion. We're not trying to control. We're not demanding it be fixed. We're not judging that which we feel compassion towards for that which is evoked as compassion. But rather we're being with. First we meet the experience and then we know what is a wise relationship. This compassion, this karuna, allows us to meet the difficult in ourselves or others, from little children to the elderly or the elder, people like us, different from us in some way, to friends and to strangers equally. We meet the difficult without collapsing into it in a way that we get pulled into pity and not so caught in fixing and comparing that we fall into indifference. Our hearts quiver, contained, grounded. It's not less of compassion, but actually more of it in a sustained, responsive, appropriate response. Feel the felt sense of this. Your capacity. Karuna is responsive, coming from this ground of metta and equanimity. It can be wisely felt, open to with confidence. How much better for that person that we're offering? How much better if it's to ourselves when it's grounded? in this manner. What is your felt sense? Are you available to knowing in this more abstract way, but so felt sense, these capacities in themselves rather than directed with objects so much, not directed to a person so much, but utilizing the person 
to keep us in the experience while we explore the experience. You knowing metta, you knowing equanimity, you knowing compassion. Your subjective as well as your objective knowing of the experience. What is the felt sense in the heart? Is it not true that one can feel safe and have compassion when the Brahma-viharas are balanced? Big implication for your walking around reality. Big implication. Having established the metta, the equanimity, the compassion, we turn to mudita. This well-wishing, it too is responsive. It too is dependent to uh, be a lasting, sustainable, flexible, not too much, not too little, on the strength of the metta, that's the base, and on the equanimity, that's the balance. Karuna because, I'm sorry, Mudita because it is uh, pleasant, because it's uh, uh, focused on something that is easy to be with. It can bring more of a smile. It's energetic in the way that compassion is, but this time in gladness. A gratitude for the well-being of others or for ourselves, for ourselves and others. This mudita for your relationship, other and you also. This Equanimity is the fuel, the base, what's drawn from. The equanimity keeps the balance from it becoming over-identified, confusing someone else and you, where you become over-identified with their happiness. You get to thinking you know what will make them happy. You want them to be happy as you want to measure happy. So over-identified on the one side, and jealousy, envy in the other. The purity of the metta, and then the balancing of this equanimity. Feel it in you, here and now. And you start to feel the empowerment, 
of these working together. How available can really be explored when these four are imbalanced. Anything can be turned towards because you're not holding something back in case it's too much and you, you can't you get lost and can't hold it just in compassion. Or it's too great, it's too wonderful, and you can't be that vulnerable to someone else's good fortune when their good fortune far surpasses your own. This power of the four. A felt sense of the four balancing. Recognizing these qualities in you that you can balance, that you can determine when you're out of balance and you know how to balance. So much confidence in relation to practice on retreat, particularly a long retreat. So much confidence in daily life. Heart open on retreat, but not in any way in danger. Heart in daily life, able to take dukkha and sukha in your own measure. So important to remember that there's no one person suffering all the suffering of the world, all the dukkha. It's each person in our own individual awareness. We can't hold the whole world, but we can hold it, each person individually ad infinitum. Seven billion worth as we're balanced. There's a measurement to being available. It's a measured response and allows us to sort out what is ours to respond to and not. This clarity, this wisdom coming through the compassion, coming through the metta, through the equanimity, through the medita. Can you feel this? Can you recognize it? Satisfying, reassuring. Easily satisfied, quietly reassuring, 
And now, if you will, notice the mind state that's present. Notice how much or how little it's collected and unified. Whatever amount that's there is good enough. The mind may be quite collected without ever having gone through trying to be collected. It simply is collected. The wholesomeness of these qualities, these capacities, collect and unify by their nature. Is there a tiniest hint of stillness? and balanced and fully established. There is a stillness because the mind's not being reactive. Quiet, any feeling of quiet. Steady, any feeling of steady. This is resting. Resting attention, resting awareness through the Brahma-viharas. One can get into quite deep samadhi. Just here, with that still point. The mind being at ease and the Brahmavars are present and balanced. No need for commenting. We are recognizing through mindful attention 
but we're not commenting. Recognition being part of insight, part of empowerment, commenting being a view or an opinion. We have a felt sense, and therefore we recognize there may be a mental understanding that enhances this recognizing, and then we just rest. A felt sense being an embodiment experience, it's possible to be very embodied. Resting in this establishment of the four Brahmaviharas without agenda. So calming, yet so energizing. You might feel freshness, just fresh. This is the purity of these abodes being felt. It's not a doing, it's an opening. It's a staying with, a trusting. A mind at rest feels like this. Just the hint of the mind at rest. The heart soft and relaxed, able to soften into experience when you turn to Vipassana because the heart is safe, relaxed.
Sometimes the body may begin to feel very light or very lit up, more awake everywhere, a tingling. The body may become more like light, like it's all light. A mind so content that there's not even interest in looking for insight. We can notice that at times we stop trusting this resting in the Brahma Viharas, this flow, as stable and still, because we're not used to it. It's so unfamiliar. Not trusting is okay. Minimize any comment about that about unease. It's enough to know, oh, there's a little unease here. A hint of a hint of a possibility. enough. A mind having just a taste of freedom. A Vedna being of a finer quality than Maybe we're accustomed to very refined.
a hint of a hint of this term, awakened awareness. The mind still but very aware and no particular objects calling for attention. Very awake, very present, knowing the awareness, knowing the knowing, resting, resting, resting. If this was difficult, or uh, there was a kind of natural resistance to this balancing of the, of the qualities of the Brahma-viharas, that doesn't mean that you're not interested. <laughs> what it means is that there was some unease or unfamiliarity that uh, uh, did not allow you to get a chance to explore. We are always developing these individually, but it's unusual uh, for someone to do what we've been doing in terms of bringing bringing them as a group into balance together. So maybe you've never gone through this before under guidance. So it it was difficult and it was unfamiliar. But... If there was uh, any sense of value in this, maybe you want to explore it some here in these days of the retreat while you're so still settled. Likewise, for some of you, it may have been really, well, this is my cup of tea. I can do this. 
I like this, or a hint of a promise in a way that uh, would lead you to want to practice it some more. As you know each of the Brahma-Viharas more intimately, it's more easy to summon them as a group. And remember, we summoned them individually. We started with the metta, which is this natural flowing. We ground it, and then we opened it in its responsive capacity. Really great, huh? To be able to recognize that each of us have these these possibilities inside us. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.